Welcome to the Course Creator Community Podcast. Your host, Mr. Jono Petrahilos, currently generates over a million dollars a year selling his online courses. And now he teaches you how to do the same. Along with listening to our podcast, make sure to join the Course Creator Community Facebook group. It's one of the largest and most engaged Facebook groups in the space. You'll find the link in the show notes. Anyway, let's get to today's show. Okay, hello everybody. Welcome to the Course Creator Community Podcast. I am super excited because we have a absolute rock star on the line this week. And I know I say that about every guest every week, but this person actually has the stats to bring it up. He's one of the very few people I know that works full-time online um, as a language teacher. He's got got a language course. That's his full-time thing. So that's a really cool and impressive thing to do. Um, So without further ado, let me introduce all the way from Austria, the one and only Mr. Angel Pretot. I've butchered that. I I tried to use it. (laughs) I asked him before. I'm like, I just can't do it. But Angel, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, you butchered it a bit, but at least thanks to your pronunciation, people will know how to spell it because no one knows that there's a T at the end if I say it. So that's perfect. There we go. Let's let's see the uh, the French version. Angèle Preto. There we go. Um, now, Angel, I like to start this podcast off with a quote or mantra that inspires you or fires you up. Have you got one? Yes. Yes, I do. Uh, there is a mantra that I live by, and it's "Have fun now." don't mortgage the future mm. and it's a it's a you can apply it to every area of life it's a way to remember that life is lived in the present that there is absolutely no point in putting your happiness now for a future that may never happen because who knows what will happen but also it's important to build for the future so you can apply it to money for example don't live above your means There's just you know remember to invest a bit so that your future is hopefully better than your present uh, you can apply it to um, health, for example, like it's fun to eat burgers and stuff, but, you know, try to eat healthy because then you don't mortgage the future and it can be tasty too. You can apply it to everything. And of course, you can apply it to business. Like you need to have fun in your business now. You need to do what you love, but also you need to be building so that you can keep doing it sustainably in the future. And as worked very well for me to live by this idea or these two ideas. Love it. All right. Well. Let's hear a little bit about you, Angel. So you teach French online. Let, let us know your, your origin story. How did you start? What did you do before? Let us know all about that. Yes. So I'm a French learning coach now. My website is frenchfrency.net. Um, my whole point is to help English speakers become fluent in French as fast as humanly possible. Nice. And I will stop at nothing to make that happen. I am very willing to use unconventional methods Uh, If you look me up on YouTube, you'll find meditation tracks, for example, that I have made to help uh, my students learn French. Um, So I'm really uh, open-minded in this way that I'm like, if I find something that can help, I will use it or I will offer it to the people that I work with. I am a French teacher by training. I do have a master's degree in language learning and language teaching. And I have had a very uh, circumvolutive career to arrive at this point because um, being an independent language teacher in the world is kind of hard. A lot of people just would, you know, try to give a class here and give a class there. And I did that for a very long time um, until I realized that it didn't really work. So I went to work in uh, the customer support department in a tech company. Um, And that was one of my jobs that I had. And then I became the head of the customer support department in another tech company. That's when I made the switch from Austria to Germany. Just so I'm getting this, Angel, was this like, um, did that have anything to do with languages? Uh, It had something to do with languages in the sense that those companies are uh, worldwide. They serve a vast number of clients. So they wanted a polyglot for the job. So I was still... Wanted a what, sorry? A polyglot, someone who speaks several languages. Gotcha. Okay. So I first I did mostly, well, actually, yeah, French, Spanish, English, and German were the languages that I've been doing in those jobs. Wow. So and, if, anyone, if anyone spoke any of those languages, they'd go through to you and you'd answer them in those languages? Yeah, I would email them, yes. Yeah, it was wow. email support. Okay. And, uh, and then I moved to a smaller company, so I became the head of the support department, and I was in charge of actually organizing the whole thing. Uh, because in a lot of small companies, it's a complete mess. Uh, 
mm-hmm. and I, I loved me I love doing that and um, that's how I got the taste of like wow there is really an online world mm-hmm. and you can do things online very successfully and you will have more opportunities online that you have than you have around you mm-hmm. and then I discovered italki which is a um, teaching platform at the time I think it worked a lot better for uh, teachers than it does now as very difficult or even impossible to make a full-time income on italki um, now uh, but at the time it was actually possible to make a decent living you wouldn't get rich but you, you could eat which is nice mm. um, so and then eventually I lost my job in a way that was completely illegal and because I had been in Germany for only a short span of time I also didn't have a right to um, government money for mm. being unemployed and then worse than that, I knew that the reason why I lost my job would reproduce in future jobs because it happened twice in six months. And I was like, okay, this is not going to stop. I have to find a new solution. And I always had a bit of an entrepreneur bug that was um, I killed by my parents and by my surroundings many times. <laughs> but um, at that time, I was 30 years old and uh, no one was able to kill my bug anymore. So it survived. And uh, yeah, that's how that bug became FrenchFrancy.net. And I ended up being a French learning coach online. Okay, well, run us through that. What, what was step one? What was the first thing you did when you decided? Actually, go through that decision. So at that point there, well, actually, what the question is, I guess, when did you have that thing that's like, right, I'm going to I'm going to start teaching French online? So I actually started teaching French online on Italki while I was yeah. still working uh, in customer support or as the head of support in that company. And um, that's how it was because I had just gotten fired. It was my next clue that, okay, I'm just going to continue doing that and lean into it more. Um, but then I realized that it's not a good idea to build a business on a platform that belongs to someone else because you can easily, well, either lose your account or just get diluted, uh, which is what happened uh, very clearly. I just, at some point, everybody caught up with the fact that they could teach French on Italki. And if you're competing against people in French speaking Africa, yeah. you're just gonna not be able to meet your costs it's, gotcha. it's how it is you know yeah. uh, that's also the, the problem of being online is that someone will always do it cheaper um, so your only choice is to do it better yeah. so i did so much personal development i mean in the past six years since i created my business i've just became obsessed with learning more becoming better just adjusting my personality so that it works better and also leaning into what's my natural strength and either deleting or outsourcing the rest. Mm. So, yeah, it's a lot of, um, maybe you want to know more specific things. I don't know. Let's go in there. So let's say, um, were you doing both at one stage? Or it's like, right, I got my courses on italki, but now let me also start French fluency as well. Or did you stop doing italki and start French fluency? What, what kind of happened there? Mm. No, it, it was definitely parallel. Um, I did have another website before FrenchFluency.net, which was called FrenchLover.org, but it didn't really work, so we rebranded. Um, but it was definitely, uh, everything I've done was always parallel. Um, Italki was just one-to-one teaching. Oh. And actually, I still do one-to-one teaching now. It's most of my revenue. Uh, it's, it's coaching. I mean, I call it coaching because I insist a lot on helping the person learn as opposed to just teaching random things, which unfortunately is what most people do in the language teaching industry. Mm. Uh, they don't really think so much on what it looks like for the clients. They just take the language and try to like fill the student with it um, as if it was an empty vessel yeah. and, and that doesn't work. So I do meet a lot of frustrated people who are like, yeah, I tried this and I tried that and nothing works. What do I do? Yeah, it's because these things haven't been designed with you in mind. Sorry. Yeah. It's true. It's not just language as well, you know, martial arts. Yes. You know, it is true about everything. It's very sad. You know, it's kind of like, because I think the thing is, just because you're, especially in those sort of skills, and I'm going to use martial arts as an example, because I've I've done a bit of that throughout the years. A lot of the time, the instructor is a black belt, right? Someone that's Mm -hmm. really good at what they do. And a lot of the time, they're also really good naturally at what they do. Now, I think that can be a disadvantage as a teacher. If you're naturally good at something, it can be harder for you to teach because it's kind of like yes. you just picked it up. It's kind of like, you know, someone, if someone's naturally good at languages, you know, or, or you know, grew up speaking French, it's just easy. Well, this is how you say it. This is what you do. You know, it's kind I, of- I am that person. I am that yeah. person 100%. Uh, I am someone who picked up English very easily uh, and who picks up languages just because I love them. 
Yeah. And, and I'm a French native. So even though I have a master's degree in how to teach it, yes, I am that person. I confess it. And uh, it's uh, through the, all the learning and the personal development and just learning to see it from the perspective of the other person. Like, what would it look like if I had to break it down in first principles and like give people rule of thumb so that it will be correct more often than not? Yeah. And I've been very successful with that because sometimes I can take a person and tell them just one thing. And if they apply that one thing, all the things that they've learned before will yeah. make sense. Yeah. And, and that, that's coaching, basically. That's just like telling this person, okay, I know you have been learning French for five years. Good news. None of what you've learned is lost, even though you can't make a sentence. Yeah. You only need like a few little things and then it will work. And it's very empowering both for the client and for me. Let's take a quick break. When it comes to influencer marketing, there's a podcast that covers it all that you will want to add to your playlist. The Influence Factor by the Influencer Marketing Factory. They talk about influencer marketing, social media, the creator economy, social commerce, and much, much more. They cover all aspects, including the creator economy, social commerce, the latest trends, the metaverse, TikTok trends, and that's just the beginning. The Influence Factor by the Influencer Marketing Factory. Add the podcast to your playlist right now. Love that. Okay. Well, let's get, I still want to dive into it a little bit more. Maybe yes. the marketing side of things. So maybe it's like, yes. all right, cool. You also want to start. So you were, you were, um, you, know, you had your eye talking then you're like, great. I want to, I want to yes. run my own thing now. How did that kind of start? How did you get clients for it to start with? Was it social media? Was it your friends? How'd you start? That was 100% uh, social media. Uh, I can't really tell you how I did it because I had a really hard time doing it on purpose at the beginning, and I still don't know that I do it on purpose. Um, but the whole idea is to find a way to showcase what you do and make it visible, basically. Now, I just want to take a minute and let everyone know, if you're a course creator, you've already got a course and it's not quite selling, uh, or if you're still in the process of putting your course together, at the course creator community, we actually have a VIP group coaching program. It's the best program of its kind and the most affordable as well. So if you'd like some extra help and guidance in either putting your course together or selling your online course, I recommend joining the course creator community VIP program. I'll put the links down in the show notes. So for me, what has worked the best is Pinterest. Uh, it's yeah, a hey. really good way uh, to find clients if the kind of people that you work for are on Pinterest. And because it's a lot of uh, English speakers that are in there and they are often very curious about different things. And France is one of the things that's just very romanticized. Yeah. There's just sort of a natural fit with Pinterest. Um, if you can rank on Google, it's great. I'm still working on that, but some of my articles are not too poorly placed by now. And I particularly love YouTube because it's what allows you yeah. to show yourself and your personality and establish a connection with your audience. Especially, uh, however, languages. It, especially languages, right? It's like if yes. I want to learn a language, I just straight on YouTube, you know? Right. It's, it's very audio, very video. It's very, it works very well. Uh, the problem is that it doesn't work on its own. The algorithm hates small channels. Yeah. And just why would they show a video yeah. of a small person if they could show you a video of a big person that we already know works? Yeah. So I'm still working on building my YouTube channel. What I have found works the best is to use my email list and tell them to go watch my videos. Yeah. And then it shows YouTube like which kind of person will actually enjoy this. Yeah. But I, I don't think I would be able to grow a YouTube channel without having an email list in the first place. Yeah. Gotcha. And some people can do it, not me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And they're the major things from the start. You were just like, well, I'm going to put content on Pinterest. I'm going to write some blogs on my website. I'm going to create a YouTube channel. They're the, the three major things from the start. No, this is what I have now. At the start, it was way worse than that because I had no <laughs> idea what I was doing. So I had a lot of Twitter and I had a lot of Instagram and I did Facebook and I did everything you can think of. And I exhausted and burned myself out. Don't do that. Gotcha. So how did, how did you go from that? How did you go from, right, I'm just posting everywhere and everything. To being like, you know what? I don't need to post on Facebook. I don't need to post on Instagram. These are my three go-tos. Look at what works. Like at some point, just realize you're in some sort of toxic relationship with Facebook and they just encourage you to post, but then they bury your content. Yeah. Um, <laughs> YouTube does that a little bit, but at least there's a search engine. 
like that was the um the biggest decision for me when i was like okay if i were to apply a principle to which social media platform I'm going to use and which one not, because now there's TikTok too, and it's very exciting, you know. Um, which ones am I going to use and which ones am I going to just ditch because I know that I will never pick up on them or yeah. very unlikely that I pick up on them. And my benchmark was, oh, do they have a strong search engine component? Can I make content now that will be found in two years? Yeah. Not gonna happen with Twitter. Yeah. most likely not going to happen with Facebook or Instagram, even though they pretend to have a search engine, it's going to happen. Like, you know, where do you go where you can find content that was created years ago and is still good? Google, yeah. YouTube, Pinterest. Yeah. There's the, that's why those are the three that I have kept. Yeah. And I mean, Google meaning my blog, basically. Yeah. 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 Awesome. All right. Cool. Love that. And I'm guessing the strategy on that is you kind of put some content out there on that social media. Is it to grow the email list? Is it like, right, I'm going to use those three things to grow my email list and then sell via there? Or how's kind of the, the sales process work? It's mostly to be found. So currently I still have most of my income coming from uh, individual or rather high-end one-on-one uh, -on -one coaching. And I do find that my sales funnels tends to be really short. Not always. I mean, it's great to have been here for years, of course, because if people, even if people discover you now, uh, if they find out that you have been making content for four years on YouTube, for example, it's very easy to check how long this person has been here. Um, like, wow, this person is serious. So I'm not saying it doesn't make sense to do it for a long time, but some people would just arrive now and be like, oh, wow, that looks like the person that I need. Let me book a call with that person. Like, it's very easy to book a free call with me from my website. You can just, you know, go through, like, check the program, click a link, boom, you'll get on a call with me. And that I find is what works best. Uh, for selling the course itself, uh, I do use my email list and I just remind people that, yeah, the course exists and hopefully at some point they will sign up. Um, yeah, that's, that's mostly how, how it works. Gotcha. So just so I can get my head around that, let's just say, um, let me think of a good one. Maybe YouTube's a good one, right? So let's say you put a video out there on, on YouTube. What's the yes. call to action usually on that video? Is, is it just you got a, your website there and people go to it? Do you say, go to my website, book a call? Do you say, get this free thing? How does, what do you, what's your, the usual call to action? They tend to be quite different. Um, the call to action that's known to work the best on YouTube is watch this other video. Because if you get someone off a platform, they will, the platform will, will hate you. They want to keep people on there. Yeah. So what I tend to do is I will take one of my freebies, uh, for example, my, my uh, French starter kit or my uh, fluency worksheet, which is part of the starter kit. And I will just show sure. it to people and be like, okay, if you're doing this, you can be using this free thing and you have a link below, but I will do that in the middle of the video, gotcha. not at the end. Gotcha. All right, cool. That makes sense. And, and give that freebie a bit of a plug in case anyone listening to this uh, wants to learn French. Yes, so it's a French fluency starter kit. Uh, it's a set of resources. I don't know if people have the video. Can I? Sh should I show it? Most people will just be listening, but some people right. watch it, so you can show it if you want. Okay, well, yes, I can show it. So some of it are printed. There's a uh, special guide for French vocabulary because it's tricky to learn, but if you know how to, it's easier. Uh, there's the fluency worksheet, which is really the core of the method that I use. And there is a uh, ultimate guide to learning French with apps really is the ultimate guide to learning French with everything because it's uh, the method that I use. It's in four steps, um, but it works well with apps or any resource that you're using. So if you awesome. have been using apps and it hasn't been working, this is probably the missing piece. Awesome. And I will put that link down in the show notes. Um, Thank you. Or you can go to frenchfluency.net slash starter dash kit. Um, all right, cool. So that gives us a pretty good idea there, Angel. What about now the sales side of things? So are you using social media? You're building your email list. People may be going to the website, booking a call as well. Sounds like you've got two kind of options. It's either the one-on-one the -on -one coaching, which you'll yes. sell over like a, a Zoom call, or it's like yes. a course, which is more just like sending out an email and saying, click here and buy. Are they the two kind of ways that you sell? It's... Kind of. And it's very rare that I even sell the course without talking to the person first. I find that um, my clients tend to be very wary because they have bought so many random things and nothing has worked yeah. before and they like to have this human connection. It's also really good for me to 
keep track of 100%. you know what's happening in the space what people are using now what's working what's not working how do they feel about it so it's also a research side of things it's a very relaxed kind of call i never really do any kind of hard sell or anything i would suck at that so bad everything i've tried just doesn't work but if i sit back and i just listen to the person and they tell me their problems typically i do have the solution so I can just tell them and, and it works this way. I'm not good at selling through emails. I know that a lot of people say, yeah, if you write copy and so on. I spent years trying to do that. It's possible that my copy now helps. Mm-hmm. Uh, at some point I was so desperate. I even hired someone to do it for me. It didn't work either. Yeah. Um, I find that perhaps it's more important for languages than for another topic, but people really need the human connection and be like, okay, like this is a real person. I can trust them. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's dive into that a little bit. Question. How much do you charge for both of those? What's the, the one-on-one coaching and, and how much is the course? So the one-on-one coaching is, I believe right now, if you have one session per week and also access to the course and to everything, we have a Discord server and um, content and weekly uh, group calls. All of that together is uh, 897 US dollars per month. Gotcha. And there's also a variant where you have two sessions per week, uh, which sets nine sessions a month. And that's, I think, $1,750 per month. So it's rather high end. And it's for people who really just need to speak French for real, like they need it for work. Uh, There's no, like, you know, it's important and they haven't found a solution so far. And then people can also just join uh, the course. So it's a membership. It's $99 a month or $897 a year, I believe, as of right now. And um, yeah, they can, um, they can join the program and they will have a class every week with me. I plan on making more than one per week, but so far I don't really have enough students because the, the students make the class really. Yeah. Like I, I sit there with, with my tools and I'm like, okay, like you speak, I give you feedback basically. And that's how I direct people to um, the content of the course as well, because the course, it does have free workshops that are like a beginning core method of it, but all the rest is really just a library. And if you try to go there, you will get completely lost and overwhelmed. Like I'm, I'm well aware of that. That is why we have the Discord server to help, you know, direct people on their journey and also the weekly calls that are like, okay, like for you, it makes sense to do this now. Mm. So yeah. it works very well this way. It's, uh, it's two and a half years old now. And that's about the time it took me to arrive at this configuration. And maybe I will tweak it more a bit in the future. I like that it's, uh, it's evolutive, contrary to a lot of courses that you find online, which would be just a bunch of content and you have it and you know, do whatever you can with that. Um, it can work very well, but it doesn't really work for French. I find that it works better if someone's helping you navigate. 100%. Awesome. Yeah, and I think like, yeah, I think especially like with those prices there, the phone call is so important. It's kind of like, you know, if someone's going to pay thousand bucks a month, they're going to want to call. Because I think the alternative, yes. and this might be a question coming up as well, is kind of like, let's say for example, you know, I'll ask you the question. So let's say if you were on the, you know, a phone call with someone, someone's like 99 bucks a month. Angel, I could just learn it for free on YouTube or Duolingo or, or some of these apps or whatever. Do you have you a... You could try. Yeah. <laughs> and in fact, if you're talking to me right now, it's because you have tried. Yeah. Love it. Love it. I mean, just be my guest. Like, I'm not trying to forcefully sell my course to you, but if yeah. you're here, it's because it hasn't worked so far. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> like, I mean, and if it works, like, honestly, I, I make content on YouTube to teach French to people. Yeah. And what I love the most is when they take it and run with it, because sometimes it does happen. For some people, it yeah. does work. I'm not saying it's impossible. Yeah. Some people learn languages for free very successfully. And, and you know, go like do, do it it's i love yeah. it but for some people they will just need a bit more help it's and like, well, I'll, no I'll, problem you know yeah well i'll put an analogy with fitness as well very similar with fitness both yeah. online or even in person as well it's kind of like there's people that can just go to the gym and just get fit you know they don't need um a trainer you know they don't need yeah. an app they can just go on there i wish i was that person yeah yeah exactly and there's, there's hundreds of people you go to any gym there's hundreds of people yeah. like that, right? Good and, for them, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, and they don't. And I know because I used to be in the fitness space, it was the same sort of thing. Let's say um, then I used to run like a group fitness model, you know, like it was a boot camp. Hey, it's 50 bucks a week. So yeah, not too dissimilar to, to your prices there. You know, hey, it's, it's 50 bucks a week. You know, you come to five sessions a week. 
And some people kind of like 50 bucks a week. Like, you know, why would I pay you that? I can just go and, you know, pay um, 10 bucks a month or 20 bucks a month and just go to the gym. And I'm like, fine, go for it. You know? I mean, good for, yeah. Good for you. Like if it works, whatever works, like I'm, I'm, I'm all like that too. Exactly. You know? And then there's the people that it won't work for. They're kind of like, oh, I can, but for whatever reason, you know, I couldn't get motivated to go. I didn't know what to do. I got hurt. Okay, cool. Here's a level with a bit more support. And then even in that, there's going to be people in that group fitness class that are kind of like, well, that's good. There's a trainer, but there's 15, 20 other people here. I'm just falling behind. You know, maybe yeah. I'm older. Maybe I've got an injury. I really need something a bit more individualized. And I've got, and I've either I've got the money to pay for it or whatever. I'm willing to find the money to pay for whatever it is. Here's, you know, $100, $200 for the hour for that one person. And it seems like that's kind of similar for you. You know, it's like people that Absolutely. can work free, off you go. Okay, cool. Group environment, off you go. Hey, you still can't learn the group environment. Here's the next level here. And there's always going, especially with something like French, there's always going to be people at all levels. There's going to be people yes. that can learn for free. There's going to be people that can learn at the, the, the group level. There's going to, yeah. and, and just like, because I think the other thing to look at is like, if someone's listening to this being like 900 bucks a month, you know, versus free for YouTube, you know, who, who would do that? It's kind of like heaps of people, you know, it's kind of yes. like, and especially as you mentioned, and I'll ask that question as well. What are kind of the, the hot buttons? I think you said work. Is it mainly people do it for work purposes or do you get people for um, maybe a partner or like the major, your major clients, why do they want to learn French and pay you 900 bucks so a month? The people who learn with me one-to-one, -one, it's almost always for a professional reason. So it's yeah. going to be either work uh, because they work in or with a French-speaking country. They work, for example, for the United Nations or some sort of um, international organizations. Like I have people who uh, either work or want to work for Médecins Sans Frontières. You know, uh, Doctors Without Borders, they are a French-speaking organization. Gotcha. They have incredibly high standards for the language. Yeah. So I do help people just, you know, meet those standards. Um, some people want to study in France. Like right now, for example, I have a client who is planning to become a pastry chef. And um, it's just a complete career change for her. And so it's like the important thing. But the school is in Paris and they want a certain level of French. Um, and that's the kind of people I work with one-on-one -on -one. in yeah. the group program alone. I do have people who will do it for fun just because they're Francophiles and they always wanted to learn French. Sometimes people have tried for years, not really successfully. And now they're a bit older. So $99 a month is no problem. Mm. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Okay, cool. That part all makes sense uh, there. And in terms of like numbers, Angel, do you mind sharing... You know, how many one-on-one -on -one clients you got? How many group people you got? So one-on-one -on -one clients, I will never have more than seven at a time. Gotcha. It's my, it's my hard limit. I find that above seven at a time, I start getting a bit more confused and not knowing them as well. Yeah. And it's really, it's really tailored to the person and I want to be spot on with everything I say. Uh, you know, it's expensive enough that people can have my attention. Yeah. So never more than seven. Gotcha. And in the group program, I don't have a higher limit. Um, but right now I must be at like 25. Gotcha. Uh, they don't show up every week. So it's not like I have 25 people sitting on Zoom at the same time. It's very rare that I have more than 10. Yeah. And that's the reason why there's only one hour so far. But as soon as it becomes more, I will have, I will add more hours and people will have unlimited access. If they can make themselves show up, then they can get more teaching, you know? Love it. So I'm just doing the, the math in my head here. It's give or take about $10,000 a month in revenue. You kind of clear? Um, yeah, in good months. I mean, it fluctuates a little bit, but um, theoretically, there's no upper limit because I could just keep selling uh, spots in the program. So yeah. I, I hope to scale it more. Uh, more scale also is more uh, a bit difficult to manage with, you know, your own energy and so on. So it's, uh, it's almost as hard to scale as it is to start from the beginning. Yeah. I'll say almost because actually, if I look back, starting from the beginning was very hard it took a lot of steps i had no idea what i was doing for years um but yeah scaling is a is a new challenge now i think it's like yeah actually i see we come from now it's kind of like at the start i was like yeah he's right but then i'm like nah hold on the start was way harder <laughs> um but I, I think the thing with scaling yes. is you've maybe got a bit to lose 
because it's kind of like I've done all this work now I'm making some good cash now I need to you know because I'm guessing is it just you in the business at the moment no I I do have one person who works with me um Linda um I don't like saying she's my assistant because she she does so much more (laughs) than just assisting me but it's it's kind of her job description and then I had one I have one administrative assistant that works with me uh punctually well punctually every week right now uh, just to deal with the paperwork because yeah. after a number of years you have to deal with the government yeah uh, and it's, it's a bit uh, it's a bit tricky um so yeah those are the two people that are with me um on an ongoing basis and then punctually i would probably hire a contractor here and there but not that many gotcha and what about hours of work for yourself how many hours a day or a week would you say you work angel so i cannot count them because I cannot make the difference between when I work and when I don't work. Yeah. I just don't see things this way. Yeah. I, I cannot even tell you that if I'm sleeping, I'm not working yeah. because I will wake up and I'll have a major insight, yeah. you know? Yeah. So it's, I wish I could answer that, but it's, I think at the beginning, especially if you're an employee, you really think of like, oh, that's 40 hours a week and you can just disconnect from your work and go home and think of something else. For me, it's not like that. It's I have my work and have all the other things that I think of. And I don't even know what's my work and what's not my work because I will be watching a video on YouTube with no intention to work. And suddenly I'll be like, oh, that's how this thing works, you know? And especially if it's YouTube, because I also make videos on YouTube. So if I see something that functions well with a video, I'm like, okay, yeah, I, I need to do a bit more like that. And then I will stop the video. I'll go take notes. So did I just start working or am I just fooling around on YouTube? I don't know. That's a good answer. And it's kind of like, it's a good, yeah, it's an interesting one because a lot of people speak about work-life balance, right? Hey, I do this for a a work-life balance. I need to work X amount, so this amount for life. But I think the counter-argument to that is especially for people that are really successful at what they do, it's kind of the one thing. It's just kind of like, yes, I love learning French. I love learning English. I love teaching people. It's kind of like, it's it's, it's not like a line where it's like work and pleasure. It's kind of like, this is my whole life. You know, I love what I do for work. And then a lot of my passions kind of help me for work as well. That sounds like. Absolutely. If you have a concept like work-life balance, you have essentially said that work is not life. Yeah. Which is, um, it's a problem. I mean, I understand that a lot of people are trapped in work that they don't enjoy. And I'm not absolutely uh, diminishing that or anything. But ideally, you would want your work and your life to be one and the same thing. Because it's just, it's what you do. Yeah. And like to give you an example that perhaps is completely unexpected, um, I've taken an interest in cryptocurrencies and there is this thing called crypto Twitter where people write and tend to write threads on Twitter um, about some cryptocurrency related topic. The way that they write is the best writing I've ever seen. The people who are good at, they write, it's extremely tight because it's on Twitter. So you have to fit an idea in a tweet always. And because of reading so many of these threads, I now have changed the way that I tend to write and perhaps eventually the way that I tend to speak. I'm still a bit wordy uh, when I speak. I'm sure you can hear that. Uh, But I'm realizing, oh, wow, yeah, you can say something in a lot less word. And if you do copywriting, that's also what you want to be doing. So when I'm reading crypto Twitter, am I working? Because my brain is learning to do my work better. And everything is like that, every single thing. Yeah. Love it. When I'm meditating, am I working? Probably. Yeah, I love it. Awesome. All right, Angel, you're a mentor for plenty of people out there that want to learn French. I'm curious to hear who your biggest mentors have been over the years that have helped you get to the, the position you're in now in the kind of online entrepreneur world. If you could answer this in three different ways, if you could give us a paid mentor, to someone that you've paid money to, you've done their course, their coaching program, been to their retreat, their event, whatever it is, uh, an unpaid mentor. So someone that you don't, you haven't paid, but you watch their YouTube videos, you follow them on Instagram, whatever it may be, uh, and a book that you that you read and changed your life or that you recommend someone else should read if they want to be a successful online entrepreneur. Right. So it's very difficult to narrow it down to just free, but fortunately you sent me these questions before, <laughs> so I had time to think about it. So uh, the, the paid mentor, I'm going to have to quote Courtney Shaw. Um, I think it's called Shaw. Um, she used to be called Courtney Johnson, but now she's married. 
Um, she had at the time a program called Yay for Clients. I think she has changed her offer a little bit, uh, but she's the person who taught me to create a signature service. Mm-hmm. And that it perhaps is something I should have explained earlier in the podcast. But because if you had asked me, how, how did I start making a course? Um, I would have told you that it's a terrible idea to set out to make a course. And I, I of course did that, but it didn't work. Um, but if you create a signature service, if you start from what does the person need and how can you provide this step by step, mm. uh, you will be able to well sell that service because it's oriented towards the person. So for me, the people want to be fluent in French. That's what they want. How do I take them from where they are now to where they want to be? Then I created the roadmap to fluency to do that. And it was first a signature service. And then it evolved into this complex coaching program and the online program that goes with it. So Courtney Shaw has been really the person who helped me unlock that. Um, and it was, uh, it was very helpful to be in her program ages ago. I think it was, yeah, 2017. Yeah, wow. So she's going to be my, uh, my paid mentor. My unpaid mentor is an interesting one. Uh, I'm going to say Derek Sievers. Uh, not only I didn't pay him, but actually he paid me, which is okay. quite something. Yeah. Uh, it was at the very beginning of my business career. He was looking for a, um, a teacher on Italki to teach him Esperanto. And at the time, there were only two teachers of Esperanto, uh, which were Tim Morley, a rather prominent Esperanto guy, and me. Sorry, and sorry messaged- es- Esperanto? Oh, Esperanto, that's a, that's a language which uh, was created. It's a man-made language. And it's the easiest language that you can learn, which has a few millions of speakers. Yeah, wow, okay. And the, some people recommend that if you're a uh, monolingual, like if you're a person with only one language, which was the case for Derek Sievers, right. So you, for example, if you want to learn languages, you'll be better off if you learn Esperanto first. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Course Creator Community Podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. We really appreciate that effort, and we'll catch you in the next episode. I had no idea. You know, like he shows up, I just start teaching him. For me, he's a normal guy. But then I realized that I look at my website traffic, because I also already had that website at the time, and I see sievers.org, and I'm like, what's sievers.org? I have got 200 people trafficking from like that link. Yeah. what is this yeah. and then i realized is that this like huge entrepreneur who had like a, a startup at the time of you know the early dot-com time and he sold it for 22 millions and he's this major mentor is like quoted everywhere has written books has just extremely influential and yeah i mean i think if i hadn't had him as a client completely randomly at that time yeah. and if he hadn't started actually even explaining things to me and you know we became friends so I could ask him questions and stuff and I was like wow he's really someone he's not trying to mentor people he just likes to write things and he has a blog that's extremely um, mind-blowing so totally recommend what he writes you can find also a few talks by him on, on YouTube even though he doesn't have a channel of his own as far as I know but yeah very very influential guy and the book um it's not a book that changed my life so much because it came out way too late for me to benefit <laughs> from it from the beginning. But if you are at the beginning of your journey, like read this, uh, it's Shilpreneur by Denise Duffel Thomas. It's, um, she's writing for women. So if you're a guy, uh, don't be put off by that. The advantage of reading something that's been written for women is that it's not written from the perspective that, oh, like you're a guy and your work is your whole life. And you have to, mm-hmm. you have your full time, you know, to put into that. Because if you, if you read from anyone who gives you advice for entrepreneurship, they start from this framework that you can, oh yeah, just work 60, 70, like 100 hours a week, you know, Elon Musk, for example. Mm. And it's great, but not all of us can do that. And, you know, it's not about being male or female. It's about, well, how much resources do you have on your hands? Sometimes you don't, sometimes you have a full time job and you want to start your business next to it. It's very common. Mm. Or um, she writes a lot for people who have children, for example, because that's something you might also be having. And if you only look at great entrepreneurs, you'd be like, yeah, but I mean, what do I do with my like children or my full-time job or my parents that I have to take care of or whatever. But um, she's really good at just helping you narrow uh, what you have to do, like finding the things that are important. She also has uh, 
three different kinds of business that she explains in here and how they can work together, how you can mix and match them. So one of them is selling online products. So courses will be in that category and another one is coaching. So um, yeah, it's a really good, well-rounded thing if you're interested in creating an online business or you're at the beginning and it hasn't really worked yet, um, you, you can get a few things unlocked uh, if you reach Chilpreneur by Denise Duffield-Thomas. Love it. Okay. And uh, can I give a bonus? Yeah, please do. Even, even perhaps more bigger than business because it's business and life. Uh, Mary Folio's book, Everything is Figureoutable, mm -hmm. is also a uh, really good one to, uh, well, figure things out. Awesome. I actually haven't read either of those two. I think I'm guilty of reading a lot of the the, the male ones, you know, the Tony Robbins, the, the Grant Cardone. I, mean, I did it too. I mean, I was like, I'm not going to quote Tony Robbins. Everybody knows him. Yeah, 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 true. But I'm going to, yeah, I'll definitely check out those. Um, okay, final question, Angel. I, I like to ask everyone about their software stack. So there's all these yes. different platforms out there. I'm oh, curious. it's a nightmare. Yeah, exactly. I'm curious. Which one do you use and have you always used that or you tried a few and you, you came across this? Let's take a quick break. If you want tips and strategies on how to start, grow, and monetize your business online, check out the Digital Revolution podcast with Eli Adams. We interview digital experts from around the world that share their personal stories. They talk about what they're currently working on and where they see the future going. But most importantly, they share tactics in their specific area of expertise with the hope of helping you improve your digital presence online. You can listen to the Digital Revolution podcast on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, iHeartRadio, or simply click on the link in the show notes below. Yeah, I, I tried so many different things. Um, so for selling my course, I use Kartra. Gotcha. I would not recommend it, uh, but I have not found something better for having a member zone that doesn't look messy. Mm. Everything else looks worse. Uh, it's expensive. It's also pretending to do email stuff, but it does it so poorly. And the, the um, oh, my assistant deals with it now, um, but it's not something you want to like do to someone. I'm, I'm sorry for her. Uh, <laughs> So, uh, but I use Drip for emails now. I actually had Drip, then I moved to Kaltra because Kaltra was pretending to uh, do email as well. Uh, and then I was like, okay, you know, fuck it. Sorry for swearing. Uh, I'm just going to pay for Drip extra because it works so much better that I'm going to save in labor cost what I spent yeah. for the membership in Drip. Yeah. So those are the really two main ones that I use now. I use Zoom for calls. Um, I use Discord for community. Yeah. I used to have a Facebook group. It actually still exists, um, but Facebook is, it just, it's getting worse by the minute. I don't know how they managed to keep getting worse because every time they change something, you're like, okay, like we have hit rock bottom this time. It cannot get worse, but somehow they always overdo themselves. So I had to find another solution. And um, when I discovered Discord and I saw that some communities were actually working properly with Discord and that you know it's searchable, uh, you can have different channels for different topics, it's easy to use. Yeah, we totally recommend Discord. Even if you're not a gamer or something like that, just do yourself a favor and check out Discord because it could solve some problems and it's free. And I think there's a paid version, but I use the free version. So yeah, those are the main ones. I have Squarespace for my website. Um, I don't know that it's particularly good, but my ex-wife chose it for me uh, ages ago because she was, uh, she was helping with web design and things like that. And it works okay. Gotcha. So it's Squarespace yeah. for the website. The checkout yes. cart is on Kartra. Is that what you're saying? Yes, it so is. Yes. And then the course is hosted on Kartra as well? The course is hosted on Kartra as well. Gotcha. But you use... Drip Except for the Discord community and Zoom, uh, Zoom call, yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. And the email is done via Drip. Yes. Awesome. Awesome. Cool. Well, hey, Angel, that's pretty much all I wanted to cover today. Uh, someone's listening to this. Well, well, let's do a couple different things. If they're listening to this and they want to learn French, well, hey, go to frenchfluency.net slash starter dash kit. I'll put the link yes. down in the show notes there. What about if someone just wants to follow you personally, Angel? You know, they may not want to learn French, but they're like, this guy's cool. He's motivational. You're, you're active on social. And if so, where's your best one? 
Yes, uh, you can find me on YouTube. That's probably uh, the easiest. I do have a Telegram channel as well. So um, I think it's uh, at French Fluency. That's the Telegram handle. And YouTube is Angel Preto, the French coach. Uh, if you type Angel Preto, you'll find me. No problem. Um, yeah, those are the two main ones. You can also follow me on Pinterest, but it's mostly to find French stuff. It's not very personal for a platform. Awesome. But yeah, YouTube, I mean, I love reading the comments. I love answering the comments. So, and of course there's LinkedIn if you want to, if you want to connect, but I have never really found a way to make it work for me. So I don't hang out there too much. Awesome. All right, well, Angel, that's pretty much all I wanted to cover today. Is there anything I should have asked you, but forgot to, or anything you want to finish us off with? Um, I think you haven't insisted too much on the time frame. And a lot of people, um, I find a lot of super inspirational articles are like, look how he became a billionaire or a millionaire in two years. Um, I'm not a millionaire yet. I'm, I'm very confident that it will happen one day. Uh, but I have had my online business for six years mm -hmm. and I do live off it. I'm very happy. I make uh, enough money uh, you know, to live what I consider to be comfortably. Uh, I know it's going to increase in the future but it, it takes time yeah and i think there are a lot of people who give up before it happens i i don't know that i mean because we see so many people mm. who or, have been successful fast or at least they, they say they have yeah. and that's all we see we have a really big survivor bias it's very easy if it doesn't happen for you super fast to think that you suck yeah. um, in my experience the, the business owners that i know in, in real life or or online but the people i know personally they don't have this experience. They just, they grind it for, I don't like the word grind because it suggests that it's difficult or, or hard, but it's, it's at least long. Yeah. You are going to make mistakes. I've made so many mistakes. I can't even, you know, the, the amount of time I spent trying to do the wrong thing. Like, for example, I saw you have a podcast episode about um, tiny courses or mm -hmm. micro courses, like yeah. selling small courses that are under $100. Yeah. And I, I, I heard that advice from, entrepreneurs that I admire and trust. And I was like, I'm going to do that too. It mm. didn't work. I exhausted myself. I made almost no money. Yeah. It works for some people, but it didn't work for me. And you will, if you are trying to build an online business, you will have so many of those experiences. Yeah. It's normal. Yeah. In my experience, the people that I know who run their own business, they have had so many things like that. And all the ones who are successful, it's because they're like, oh, this didn't work. Like, what did I learn? What can I take from that? How can I tweak? How can I pivot? What can I try next to have a bit more of a chance that it works? Like another thing that didn't work for me that some people swear by, paid ads. Mm. Never worked. I could never make them work. I hired someone to do it. It still didn't work. Mm. For some people, it just won't work. It's, it's okay. I think the universe really wants me to put out my best content for free and people to find me this way and be like, wow, like this guy is amazing. Let's work with him. Mm. It's how it has always worked. I tried to quote unquote scale with ads. It was a total failure. Does it mean that I suck at that I suck at online business? Apparently not. Mm. I mean, I'm okay. Mm. <laughs> you know, but it's easy to be in that position and be like, oh wow, that doesn't work. Like I guess all those people were lying or whatever. You have to find what works for you. It takes time. So yeah, don't give up. So many good points there. I want to piggyback off that a little bit. Sure. So one of my favorite quotes is a, is a Tony Robbins one which is something along the lines of most people overestimate what they can do in a year, but underestimate what they can do in 10 years. Oh, this is so true. Yes. You know, so you, true. you see online, yeah, I'm going to quit my job. You see people, you know, this person quit his job and, you know, make $10,000 next month or you, you see all those. And you're like, yeah. Good for him. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You won't find one million of those. You can find one. Yes. And exactly. just like, you know, even, like what? Yeah. Even even then, Angel, I'd even argue that majority of people that do that, maybe you don't know their backstory, right? So let's say, for example, let's, yes. let's let's even use YouTube. That's another good one, right? It could be like, hey, look at this person. You know, they quit their job, they did my YouTube course, and now they've got a million followers, or they're making ten thousand dollars a month. That's great, but maybe that person already had a million followers on Instagram, and they've just got those yeah. from Instagram onto YouTube. You know. Or maybe that yes. person was a, they were on Big Brother or they were on a celebrity show, you know, and they already had all these kind of followers. So when they did that, or maybe yes. that person was just a really charismatic person, you know, some people are great on video, some people are not. Yeah. 
some people are great at written, some people are not. And yes, you can always get better, but it's kind of like, and also with, with the people that kind of market that, they don't tell you their bad stories. You know, it's kind yes. of- Yes, oh my God, like take T.R. Becker. is one guy I love, Secrets of the, Million, of the Millionaire Mind, one of the best yep. book I've ever read 10 times. Yep. He is famous for making a million in two and a half years. Yep. Zero to a million in two and a half years. Okay. Now, I happen to have read into him a lot what you don't see in the first, like, you know, first ad of the story is before that he spent 10 years trying to build businesses and failing. Yeah, exactly. That's what happened immediately before the two and a half years where he made a million. Yeah. And what happened immediately after is that he lost that million. Yeah, okay. You know? <laughs> and only then he was like, okay, like, how do I now make it and keep it? Yeah. So is it that he became a millionaire in two and a half years, like he says, which, I mean, technically true, but cherry-picked, right? Or is it that within 20 years, he found a way to actually become rich and stay rich? Mm. You know, like, yeah. uh, of course, it sounds less sexy if you become rich in 20 years. Like, who has 20 years to spare? Yeah. Wait a second. We, we all actually have 20 years to spare. Yes. Like, the time will pass anyway. Yeah. What's your point? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I heard another, I heard another, that, that, that's a good point. Like, I, I heard someone say that almost as a joke. One of these, I think it was maybe maybe a Tony Robbins or a Bob Proctor or someone, where it was kind of like they were they was, they was telling this story where they were speaking to an older person. And I think that older person wanted to you know, go to university and you know, be a doctor or something. It was going to take 10 years. They were kind of like, oh, I'm, I'm 35 years old, you know? I can't become a doctor now, you know? I'm going to be 45 by the time I'm a doctor. And the person was kind of like, well, how old are you going to be in 10 years' time if you don't do it anyway? You're going to be 45 anyway, so you may as well do something in those 10 years. And I was yeah, like, the, the thing is that I, I think it's a good rounding thing because it's circle back to what I said at the beginning. Have fun now, don't mortgage the future. Mm. I wouldn't go to university to become a doctor now. I'm 37, by the way. Um, not because I will be 47 by the time I'm done, but because I will suffer like hell yeah. for those 10 years and maybe yeah. I will ruin my health and burn out and it will be a disaster. I would much rather do something that I enjoy now. Yes, maybe I will work hard. I, I don't like the idea of, hard because it's i will work a lot it's possible i love working okay it doesn't have to be hard yeah but um at least i will enjoy what i'm doing and that's super important because yeah like i'm not putting off my life now for a hypothetical future yes i love it but awesome. yeah if, if if you want to be a doctor do it it doesn't matter how old you are now it's just i don't want to but you do you <laughs> love it awesome all right angel let's leave it at that for today thanks for your time Hey, course creators, real quick before we get into today's episode, I've got a little favor to ask. As a lot of you are probably aware, one of my goals for this year is to get the, is to massively grow this podcast and get it to be one of the top ranking podcasts in the, the marketing space. Uh, to do that, what really helps is if I can generate as many uh, ratings as, as reviews as possible from listeners. So if you're a returning listener, if you could take a couple seconds and just give me a, a quick rating and review on Apple or Spotify or whatever platform you listen to, that would mean the world, that would mean the world to me. Anyway, let's get to today's show.